0: Welcome to the Perfume Room. My scent of the day today is also my top sniff of the week. It was a fragrance that was sent to me just the other day, and it is called Promenade sur le Rocher by Grace de Monaco, created by none other than perfume room veteran Olivier Cresp. And this fragrance is just like... Ugh, it is just the opulent, warm, elegant white floral that I have been searching for. It opens sort of like traditional, like a fresh white floral. It's a familiar smell. Like I feel like I've had a fragrance in my collection in the past that kind of reminds me of it. Definitely a beautiful jasmine note. But then as the heart develops, you get this beautiful rose and a lang combo that just gives it this mature sexy, slightly dirty depth to it. And so naturally after I sprayed it, I put it on today, I'm editing the episode and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna spritz Casablanca by Brown Girl Jane on top. You will hear all about this in the episode. And I have to be honest, I'm obsessed with Casablanca on its own, okay? It's this amazing, warm, soft, enveloping, spicy, sweet gourmand. It's like a a spicy marshmallow. And I love Promenade sur le Rocher on its own. I didn't love the layering combo. So, you know, I might go back to the drawing board with that one. I do like wearing them separately. Didn't love it together. I'm also very excited to let you know that last night I went rogue and ordered 40, yes, 40 samples from Perfume Court. So I have lots of exciting new reviews coming for you very soon. Today, I am joined by two of the three co founders of Brown Girl Jane, which is a thoughtfully and painstakingly designed plant based product line, inclusive of products ranging from serums to tinctures to body oils to creams and you know it, fragrance. Now, the hero ingredient in all of their products, except actually their fragrance, is CBD, and these products are all designed to be additive to your wellness routine. The brand prides themselves on being accessible, transparent, sustainable, and inclusive, and with that, they have made it their mission to center black women in the CBD narrative and create products by them and for them. Today, I had the privilege of chatting with two of the three co-founders, Malaika Jones and Ty Beauchamp. The third co-founder is Nia Jones, who is actually Malaika's sister, all three founders went to Spellman, and though they knew each other, in this episode, you'll hear the story of how they got reconnected, which I just, it's just the best story ever. Prior to co-founding, Malika had a Wall Street background, having been a managing director in investment banking and later a consultant. Ty was an award-winning producer, TV host, and brand consultant, and began her career as a beauty editor. Malaika was named one of the most powerful women of 2020 by Entrepreneur Magazine, and Ty was named one of the most influential people in the multicultural market by Women's Wear Daily. In today's episode, we discuss the inspiration behind founding Brown Girl Jane why you shouldn't ignore certain people and fragrances that you find yourself naturally drawn to, why the brand rallied behind CBD, and how they intentionally center their community, fellow black women, in their products, their marketing, and their mission. And of course, we hear about the inspiration behind the three fragrances in their Wanderlust collection, Bahia, Lamu, and Casablanca. Here are Malaika and Ty. Ty. Malaika and Ty, welcome to the Perfume Room. How are you doing today? Hi, Emma. I am
1: amazing. <laughs> this is the great thing about having a co-founder is that we just talk at the same time.
0: So, <laughs> listen, Zoom recordings with multiple people, I feel like half the time it's like people being like, nope, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, you know?
2: That's exactly it. We, tr- we have this thing though where we try and look at each other and it's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but great to be here with you, Emma, and congratulations on your podcast.
0: Thank you so much, and congratulations to you both on Brown Girl Jane and to Nia as well. Um, we always start the podcast with the following questions, which are, first off, what are you wearing today fragrance-wise, if anything?
1: Oh, yes. I am definitely wearing something. So my current favorite is layering um, two of the the pieces in the Wonderless collection, Casablanca and La Mou. And I feel like Lamu is that scent where you can put it over anything and it makes it, you know, light and, and springtime and breezy.
2: So that's, oh, that is that is the that. vibe for today.
0: And for everyone listening, that was Malaika speaking. So now we're going to go to Ty. So,
2: so interestingly enough, I Casablanca is my favorite. So I am wearing Casablanca. But funny enough, I'm sitting at the desk and these were early samples of when mm. we were deciding the scent. And so... I spritz this over Casablanca and I think this was like a earlier it was an earlier Lamu but not what Lamu is now. So um, our fragrances are meant to be layered and you know because we have such an obsession with um, the the feeling and the spirit of being transported and the feeling and the spirit of having my our moods kind of like enhance. I find myself just sitting here both with my regular fragrance Casablanca and then just spritzing whatever else is here on the desk.
0: <laughs> I also am a huge Casablanca fan. And um, I love how transportive all three of the fragrances are in the line, as you were um, saying, Ty. And with that said, um, and it can be uh, Brown Girl Jane or not. Do you guys feel like you have a signature scent?
2: Yes. Well, my newest signature scent has become, I, I layer Brown Girl Jane over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, I was a big oud fan, so I was known to wear like heavier fragrances and you know woody and and you know very very kind of like um, Malika would say very masculine, <laughs> very <laughs> masculine. And so, what I love about even you know now having our own fragrances, I layer, which are a lot more feminine and delicate. I layer them even over um, mm-hmm. some of my other fragrances that I that I wear. Uh, but before I we started and designed the Wonderlust collection. I was really big into Portrait of a Lady by Frederick Maul um, and Oud Accord by uh, Bayredo.
1: Oh,
0: OK. Wow. And I just can't even I feel like adding Brown Girl Jane on top of that, like a little spritz of Casablanca just like brightens it up, sort of gives it like a cozy like veil.
2: I exactly, that. Emma. You get it. You get it. I get me. it. You, I get, you it. get, I get me.
0: it.
1: OK. And Malika, <laughs> what about you? So another great thing about having co-founders is, you know, learning how differently people view scent and how it resonates differently. Um, I am a floral girl, like a a warm floral. And so um, I generally gravitate towards those. But again, because these are so layerable, I I just throw them... I'm always wearing, um, I'm almost always nowadays Am wearing Casablanco with something. And mm-hmm. it may be, you know, Bahia or Lamu, but it also may be, um, you know, some of the others that I have in the collection that are not Brown Girl Jane. And so mm-hmm. it, it just brings a different element. And, and, and we're really into layering. <laughs> so it's, it's for the girl who may already have a favorite at home. Um, right. Because, you know, it, 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 it's, and it's funny because it smells, you know, differently on everyone. Right. And so right. the fact that you can can layer it really does make it unique.
2: The other thing I'll add to that, Emma, that I think is so cool about our fragrances, though, is that, you know, historically and I was a beauty editor for years and right. historically you wore fragrances for other people. I mean, Mm -hmm. it delighted you in some way, but the idea of the fragrance was to attract or, you know, to feel kind of like connected to someone and for to someone else to admire your scent. Mm -hmm. And what I love about what we did with the Wonderless collection intentionally is that we wanted it to be something that delighted you first, that everyone else also benefits from. And so even as I like have my layering habits when, you know, I add Brown Girl Jane, uh, whether or not it's... Lamu or Bailly or Casablanca to, you know, Portrait of a Lady, Um, the Portrait of a Lady is something that's become my signature. But then when I spritz any of our Wonderless collection, that's about me changing my mood. That's about Mm -hmm. me like having a moment to myself. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
2: what's so fantastic about it is that it changes the, you know, the entire essence of what the layering process does.
0: Right. And it gives a custom tie spin. No one else wearing mm-hmm. portrait of a lady is going to smell just like you smell in it. Cause there's like a little je ne sais quoi, except we all know what it is. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Okay. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. The third question that I always open with before we get all into all things, Brown Girl Jane, do you guys have any fragrance, hot takes, controversial opinions, just something that you believe that you feel like a lot of people would disagree
1: with you on? That's a good one. Um, It is a good one. I I would say, I don't know if this is a hot take, but certainly um, price point does not dictate quality a lot of times in fragrance. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think it's so funny nowadays because there are literally, um, you know, some stores or restaurants you walk in and you you know what everyone has on. Right. And, and, um, and a lot of times it's like the really expensive perfume of the day. And, Because we are working with, you know, such established and and, um, well-regarded perfumers have learned about some of those notes and how they're composed and and just have been able to deconstruct fragrance also a bit. And, um, you know, price does not always equate to quality. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I I don't know if that's a hot take, but that is something that, you know, we've learned in the process.
0: I fully agree. And I want to get to the price point later, but also just going off of that, like, Ty, you layer... Uh, Brown Girl Jane, where the price point is sixty two dollars on top of Frederick Mal Portrait of a Lady, which I think is like four hundred, and it just goes to show it. It's it's about what you feel good in and and what you what you like to wear. So with that said, Ty, what is your hot take? I, I
2: yeah, I think my hot take is layering. I've always been a layerer, um, mm-hmm. and you know it was interesting because. I liked layering because it made what I was wearing a little bit more distinct and less Mm -hmm. kind of known. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm even thinking back to some of my super early days, you know, and, and I actually learned to layer from a a brand and a line that we all know and love. I I met and worked with Larisse Rom of, you know, when she was at Creed before she launched Bond number nine. And I just thought it was so fascinating and so beautiful. And so, you know, like you said, in um, Malaika talking about this idea of price points, right? You know, there are lines that are constructed to be layered that have these super high price points. And then here we, we did it intentionally um, to make it a lot more accessible, but not mm-hmm. any less distinct or luxurious mm-hmm. or purposeful or, or even functional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, the idea of layering to create your own distinct fragrance. And then the other thing is like using fragrance functionally. Um, to change your mood um, and to make yourself feel better and not just have it to be something that other people appreciate for their reasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say that I was, I'm so fascinated because we, one of the wonderful things about our tribe is that we get feedback and emails and all of those sorts of things all the time. And the number of women who tell us that they, you know, spray before going to bed or, you know, things that are just and in, in, super intimate or super personal and not at all for anyone else. Um, really even heightened my understanding of how fragrance has been used um, Mm -hmm. and how personal it can be for your own mood and your own well-being. So it's, it's been a, it's been a really interesting and and educational fragrance ride.
0: I actually, I was looking at your site and I saw that with Lamu it contains, and I'm, I'm reading from the site, so correct me if I'm getting anything wrong, but it contains neuroscientifically proven technology to elicit feelings of energy, revitalization, a refreshed feeling, and stimulation. So clearly, it's exactly what you're talking about. What sort of technology um, is that?
1: Sure. Well, we um, partnered with the you know top perfumers in the world um, over at Fermanish, and they um, had been studying the correlation between mood and scent specifically mm. looking at clinical trials over the course of 25 years um, and measuring brain activity and um, you know, all sorts of things that happen when, when we smell, right. And how mm-hmm. that links both to ingredients and how technology can be utilized um, in that science so that we can understand which, which scents elicit what sort of moods. And so Using that um, 25 years of, of neuroscientific study, we were able to craft these amazing um, fragrances, each of which have a, has a distinct purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as you said, Lamu will give you that feeling of joy and Bahia is a very peaceful mm-hmm. fragrance. And um, it sounds like our favorite, <laughs> the favorite of a lot of people, Casablanca, which is a more sensual loving mm-hmm. feel and so it's 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 really cool to be able to also um, which is the case you know w- with how we look at product development just layer science on something mm-hmm. that is also very functional and understand like how it does increase your um, feelings of, of ease and, and well-being overall
0: right no I love the idea of seeing fragrance as something that's functional and integrated mm-hmm. into your your wellness ritual. Um, so I'm curious, what are both of your sort of like wellness rituals or, um, things you do to feel good each day? I'm going to go
1: before Ty, because if I go (laughs) after Ty, (laughs) then I'm going to look like (laughs) a total slouch. Um, (laughs) so, so I, so I, I always try to start, um, by meditating. I have three kids and, try to wake up a bit earlier than they do because it's on once they're up. So I just have a quiet moment and meditate, um, in the morning. And for me, it's very simple things like just going out for a walk. I make sure that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting fresh air every day. Um, I'm certainly taking, you know, my CBD drops. I'm making sure that, um, I'm eating healthy because I have been really keen on, um, you know the correlation with what with what I'm eating lately and how I'm feeling. So that's mm-hmm. key to my well being. And I will say, I also just spray this fragrance all day long because it, it's like a pick me up. And to our earlier point, I had never thought of fragrance in that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought of it as something I did before I you know went to work or went out you know on a date or those sorts of things, but not for myself.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: having it literally, I mean, I have it here on my desk. Um, mm-hmm. and spraying it makes me feel good in that immediate moment. And so that has been a really cool thing that I've added to my more limited, um, wellness routine. And now Ty will tell you. Who I just real, saw what... spritz,
0: spritz, uh, while we were talking. I
1: love that. Yes. Yes. I, so I'm a spritzer and she's a sprinter. Yep. Yep.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I, I take my wellness pretty serious over here. Um, so a couple of things for me. Um, I definitely start my mornings with um, prayer and meditation. Um, I actually, you know, have a whole kind of like, you know tribe and community around like, you know, reading and kind of like a self-assessment and, you know, uh, pouring into your spirit. Um, I hike most mornings, so I hope hike like maybe five to six days a week here in Los yeah. Angeles, which is one of the reasons why I love being out here. and then I work out probably five to six days a week as well. Um, and I spritz my 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 you know my fragrance throughout the day, my Wonderless And the other thing that's really important for me and my wellness is really my tribe and my community. I mean, Malaika and I speak probably 20 times a day. Um, and fortunately, we're friends as well. So that helps. It's mostly about business, but also about personal. And I try and stay connected to my tribe and community. And I think that's why for us at Brown Girl Jane, even as we built this collection, of wellness, you know, solutions for everyone. We also wanted to create community intentionally because Mm -hmm. we recognize, you know, like wellness looks different for everyone. And so whether or not it's a spritz or a call to Emma to say, look, how are you feeling and how you're checking in? Mm -hmm. Um, and so those are just, just a few, um, when I'm fortunate, um, and I go to bed every night by nine too.
0: Oh, wow. That is (laughs) amazing. I am in yeah. awe. <laughs> I, I,
2: I try and get my sleep um, most of the time. Um, there are times when Malika's here in LA and she keeps me up way past my bedtime. <laughs> my goodness. I'm like, these DC people like want to party all night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's that exactly. DC energy coming in hot. <laughs> I hope you guys are loving this episode. I am interrupting to bring you some hot off the press perfume juice. Guys, this Saturday is the one year anniversary live show of Perfume Room. If you are in or near New York City, it's at an amazing venue called Caveat, which is on the Lower East Side. You must show proof of acts at the door. Tickets are $20. And if you can't join IRL, it is also available wherever you are via live stream. And those tickets are $10. Some highlights of this evening include... A live musical performance, which I'm keeping top secret because it's that good. A panel discussion with previous perfume room guest Liz Renstrom, AKA Bass Note Bitch, Dolma, who is I Am Dolma on TikTok. She is TikTok's beauty business analyst, and Travalia Wallace, who is a fragrance retail specialist and fellow content creator. Plus, enjoy a live interview with independent perfumer and the founder of Kismet Olfactive, Shabnam Tavakol. And this just in, the show sponsors. Are officially set in stone. They are The Maker, Twisted Lily, Commodity, and Acro. And they have all generously donated full bottles, discovery kits, and candles as giveaways and prizing. You don't want to miss it. Let's get back to the episode. (laughs) So I know you guys are friends, as you mentioned, and I saw that you went to Spelman, both of you. I'm curious, did you graduate the same year? Did you know each other in college? How long has this friendship and partnership been in the works?
1: It's probably been in the works for a long time in a a weird way. Um, Ty started Spelman a year before I did, but we both are very tall. And (laughs) so we immediately, um, you know, noticed one another on campus and would do like the tall girl wave um, (laughs) and knew each other probably better through friends. Um, And then my younger sister, Nia, who was also a co-founder Um, was at Spelman a few years after me. And her best friend is a good friend of Ty. So it was a nice sister circle from Spelman. But the funny thing is, um, Ty, as she was in, you know, television production and hosting and media and publishing and all of those sorts of things, would run into my mother who um, would be at you know, a lot of the same galas and that sort of thing. And so they knew each other for many years and they would always sit next to each other at tables and hang out and all of these sorts of things. And no one made the connection between Ty and me and I. And it wasn't until we were all finally at one of these galas that I was not invited to at the time. But <laughs> we were at the, one of the galas and, and my mom goes, oh, Ty, you need to meet my daughters. And we look around like, you've gotta be kidding. Um, so they had been, they had been friends and staying in touch in a way that we weren't, um, because, you know, because of time and and different industry and that sort of thing, but we connected and, um, you know, that was around the time that we were thinking about starting Brown Girl Jane. So it was really a very serendipitous, um, return to, to each other after what, 15 years.
2: Yeah. Or more like now that I think about it, um, but it's so funny because Malika and Nia's mom is really, what Malika didn't say is really like a girl about town um, and just this effervescent energy and person. And we literally connected. So like, you know, we were texting and I'm like, okay, I'll see you. And I'll see you in Vegas. and I'll see you here with her mom. <laughs> and and then and then we end up at an event and she had told me, she was like, you know, you, you must know my daughters. They went to Spelman. I was like, oh, okay, maybe. And obviously I knew her daughters because yeah. as Malika said, I knew Malika and Nia, who wasn't at Spelman while I was there, but her best friend is like one of my close little sisters. And, and so I totally knew them. And then when I see them at an event, I'm like, oh my gosh, Miss Marcella. So I'm like all excited <laughs> to see her. And I turn around, she's like, oh, and you know, my daughters, I was like, stop it. These are your daughters. Like, of course <laughs> I know them. And um, so it was really serendipitous, but I think that that's also a testament, you know, when you're thinking about you know, how you're attracted and drawn to people and connected to people mm-hmm. um, and not to miss those moments. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's similar to fragrance. Right. Like it pulls you in in some ways. Right. And um, it was it was definitely kismet. And I think also super purposed as well.
0: Wow. That is meant to be, if I've ever heard like a good founder story. <laughs> And I, I also know that you all have very different career backgrounds prior to this. Malika, I know you were on Wall Street and Ty, you said you were a beauty editor and I know you did a lot of red carpet hosting. How um, how does that impact your roles in Brown Girl Jane?
2: I, I think that, and I'm sure this is something that Malika going to say, I think it's very unique because we each have dynamic superpowers that you know really afford us to deposit into Brown Girl Jane in a, in a way that makes sense for the brand that we're building and even the impact that we've had already? Yeah, no, I, I, I'll just
1: add that um, I think it's so rare to have a founding team who, um, you know, has excelled in different spaces mm-hmm. um, and have different perspectives about building and running business and forming community, but are so in tune and so united around sisterhood.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, you know, we're very different women um, but at our core, in terms of values and north star and ethos and the sort of brand and community that we, we want to build, um, we're so aligned, and so it's 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 the perfect combination. Um, also of skill set, right? Because um, you know Ty and I were in New York at the same time. Actually, Mia was there, you know, just a little after us, doing completely different things. And so we each bring the, those skills to, to the brand, um, as founders. And so that's, that's amazing.
2: And I think in terms of how it just allows us to focus on our, our roles, um, you know, we're a startup, um, Malika is, uh, you know, incredibly strategic and, you know, as a CEO just kind of, you know, helps keep all the things in place. Um, I focus heavily on, you know, brand partnerships and brand identity, um, marketing. And, you know, then we have like a whole social impact kind of initiative that we've been focused on, um, both with our Black Beauty and Wellness Summit, which in some ways is its own community in and of itself, but obviously Mm -hmm. drives back to our brand as well. Um, And we also have um, a grant initiative that we partnered with Shea Moisture and Unilever on, where we've granted and funded other 28 other Black women founded and led businesses, um, more than four hundred and five thousand dollars in the that's last amazing. two years. Um, and that's for a brand we're only two years old ourselves or almost two years old at this time. Um, and so for from Nia's standpoint, you know, looking at social impact and how we, um, even as a, a a toddler brand or a baby brand, how we can uh, leverage our conversations around wellness, around health and wellness, obviously, um, you know share our collection, which is highly efficacious, and as you know, people love, but also make um, a difference in the world. Um, The conversation around wellness for Black and brown women in particular Mm -hmm. was one that wasn't happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And on the heels of both COVID and the unfortunate uh, murder of George Floyd, you know, there's been a heightened and increased, uh, you know, sensitivity to having these conversations. And so as a brand, we want to live well, we want to do good at the same time. Um, And so that's really important to us.
0: I mean, I think it's amazing the way that the three of you have come together and you all bring your respective expertise and have have something that is so multi-pronged and does have all these different facets to it. And that's amazing, that partnership with Cherry Moisture and The Summit and all the different things that you guys have been working on. And, you know, we were talking before about fragrance as being functional, and I know that CBD is a huge part of your brand as well. What were both of your relationships with using CBD products prior to founding.
1: We see CBD as, as a hero ingredient of our first collection. Um, and what's great about Brown Grill Chain is that, you know, there are other amazing ingredients that we use. So it's really for us about finding, you know, the best um, and most effective plant sources and plant magic that we can integrate into products that help people relieve stress and feel better and, and lift mood. Um, Before the brand, I had a fairly limited, um, I should say, you know, a couple years before starting the brand, I had a fairly limited um, um, relationship with CBD, but that was because of, you know, it it was pre-farm bill and um, it wasn't as popular. It wasn't everywhere. You had to do a lot of research, but I um, I have three children and my last child, my last daughter during delivery, I had a spinal cord injury Mm. and- while it wasn't um, you know, totally devastating, it was really painful. And the perspective of most physicians that I spoke to at the time was, you know, a course of pharmaceuticals. And I did not want to go down that route, started investigating um, plant alternatives. And that is how I fell in love and then started evangelizing, you know, CBD to all of my friends. Because, mm-hmm. you know, to have a plant that you can use very effectively topically, you can also ingest it. And also something that just brings your body to balance. Um, and I just found certainly with my community, um, my sisters, my friends, everyone was doing the most. Everyone was running in eight different directions at a time. And, um, you know, just whether it was at work or serving community, it was we were all over the place. And, and just have to have some sort of ingredient that just helped center you and relieve a little bit of the stress or the anxiety. Um, or physical pain in my case was really revolutionary. And it wasn't mm-hmm. um, a conversation that our community was having enough and there weren't collections that were speaking to us. And so fast forward, joined forces with with my sister Nia and Ty to really create the collection that we wish we had while we were out, you know, trying to be super women in, in all of these spaces. And so that is, you know, that's how it came to fruition. Um, but immediately after finding these plant solutions, you know, not, not long after we decided to to craft a whole brand around what we knew could be a possibility.
2: Yeah. And, and honestly, I had not really experienced CBD. I had heard of it, obviously, you know, um, from both living in LA <laughs> as well as being in the <laughs> beauty industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, at the time when we were beginning to work on the collection, um we had some early samples and Malika sent them to me i was traveling a lot at the time i was producing and hosting a travel show and i think i was going from it, you know um la to new york to dc to qatar back to dc then to new york or something she was like you know it's really great for both anxiety as as well as kind of like jet lag and just bringing your body back into homeostasis mm-hmm. and i was super jet lagged at the time cuz i was like in between however many time zones. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this worked. I got to Qatar and I, you know, took a nap and I woke up and I felt refreshed the next day. And I was like, this is really it. And so mm-hmm. for me, someone who was always conscious about health and wellness, you know, you, you hear sometimes about the superficial benefits of some hero ingredients, right. like, and how it can provide something topically. And, you know, of course it makes you look great. And I want to do that, but it really, um, it really spoke to me because it, it changed my internal being Um, And I was like, yeah, you know, more Black women and women as a whole really need to know about the benefits of this. And it was like, all right, let's go Brown Girl Jane.
0: Definitely. And I do want to return to that social impact initiative that you had mentioned before, Ty, because you were saying how prior to the unfortunate events of 2020 and Brown Girl Jane, there really weren't conversations taking place around the wellness of Brown and Black women. But another thing that I've seen you both talk about, and I know that it's part of your brand mission, is specifically one step further from wellness, the CBD aspect and what it means to be inclusive to your community, which is one that not only is historically and traditionally excluded from that space, but over-criminalized in it, especially when it comes to cannabis. How were you thinking about this issue as you developed Brown Girl Jane?
1: That was a, a big part of it. And it's a big part of why, you know, we knew we could not um, we could not talk about wellness without talking about community. We could not talk about CBD without talking about cannabis and the impact that it's had and the, the war on drugs has had on our community. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's also more than just talking about it, right? It's about weaving an impact into the the fabric of the business. And so, right. um, you know, every, Every um, quarter, there's a different uh, for-purpose organization that we donate a portion of proceeds to. We have done a number of activations and you know initiatives around just what you're talking about because mm-hmm. um, it's about more than you know just a collection. It's about you know putting our money where our mouth is and being part of that change that we want to see.
0: So as you know, more and more states are starting to legalize. The THC part of the cannabis plant, is that something that you think, you know, if it ever became legal in all 50 states, would that ever be a part of the cannabis plant that you guys would want to create products around or more CBD focused?
1: We really have used CBD specifically um, as an ingredient story. Mm-hmm. Um, versus you know becoming a CBD brand because we we do think particularly in terms of offering wellness solutions in terms of integrating wellness and beauty um, in the way that we are it will never be focused on one so, you know sole ingredient so it's mm-hmm. about for us finding the most effective ways to craft something that is targeted. That is clean, that is made ethically, sourced ethically, sustainable. You know, all of those sorts of things are are how we look at um, developing the collection um, across category. And so, what those categories or what those ingredients will be, um, you know, the sky is the limit because I think that there are no, you know, there are no wellness solutions that will work for everyone, right? And so, we want to, we have crafted the brand in a way that allows women to see what solution they need for themselves at the time and and find a number of solutions in different forms, right? And so while, you know, it could come in the form of a tincture to to give you internal balance, it also could come in the form of of a spray of a a fragrance, right, in in terms of boosting your mood. And so that's our approach um, versus one that is, you know, solely ingredient focused.
2: For us, the wellness solutions are meant to be things that are very um, tangible, Mm -hmm. that you can easily like integrate and you will see the benefit like immediately and feel something differently. Um, And so, you know, for us, you know, we think about, you know, the crazy pace in which women move. And if you get that moment of feeling centered, feeling elevated, feeling joy, like how much that really kind of motivates you and gives you that boost um, to actually go forward and be about your day. And so for us, it's, you know, it's, a, it's redefining the parameters of wellness, ultimately. You know, it's not just, you know, the vitamins. It's outside of the vitamin L, in fact. It's about, like, how do you integrate that into your life? And so to Malaika's point, um, no one ingredient would ever allow us to do that. But for us um, at Brown Girl Jane, starting with the hero ingredient of CBD was a wonderful opportunity to engage with our tribe learn, you know, what her threshold is, how we educate her about something that wasn't necessarily well known and and widely accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we've been able to apply that same, um, that same kind of approach to fragrance. Right. And so even as we expand the collection, we're thinking about like what, what, what we've learned, um, what we know about her and also then how we can, um, how we can cater to her going forward.
0: Right. I love how holistic the brand is of like, it is this whole idea of just focusing on wellness, whether that means a tincture or a, am I pronouncing this right? Jelly? Jelly? Jelais, jelais. jelais Okay I saw that on your website And I was like We're, we're, we're like, a
2: little bit fancier Than gummies So right, we have right. to say jelly. Jelly. Uh, okay with, Jelais Cause
0: I was like I don't know if it's just like A very cool spelling of jelly The way that like People say like "tarjay" for Target Or if I should be like Jelais <laughs> My point is Is that I love that you guys Yeah you're not just Focused on Okay we are a, a CBD A hemp brand It's like It's whatever wellness Means to you And that could be a candle That could be a lotion A serum A fragrance With all that said, was, was fragrance always somewhere that you guys were hoping to expand or was that more like, uh, serendipitous? I think it was both. I mean, I think, I think,
1: yeah, I think the funny thing about, um, you know, the three, the three of us in, in terms of the founding team is, um, A, different perspectives on wellness. Um, and B, you know, we're big on listening to, to our tribe, doing a lot of research, those sorts of things. And, along that path learned that scent is probably the the biggest indicator of mood in terms of you know how you feel in the moment and like scent is just so powerful and we all know it i think in our in our if you stop and think about it like how you feel when you um, you know, smell your mom's house or right. the, you can probably remember the smell of your own your your school right. or you know your ex-boyfriend's apartment or you know those sorts of things like are just ingrained in our memory and so deeply tied to you know our cognitive function and how we feel day to day. and so when we when we learned you know the science of it and what could be done in that space, we really were excited about the possibilities around you know tying this scent science, to something that could be really beautiful and functional.
0: Well, thinking about the Wanderlust collection specifically, was that inspired um, by personal travels? How were those three fragrances uh, conceived?
2: Yeah, so personal travel, um, personal exposure, and also really we started with the moods um, that we wanted to feel. But in addition to that, when we were designing this collection, it was in the middle of COVID. Um, And so, you know, everyone was having cabin fever and we're like, Oh my gosh, you know, to wander again (laughs) Uh, and, and where would we want to wander to? And then, you know, the idea of scent, you know, it, it, it triggers just memories. It's so nostalgic. And Mm -hmm. we, we think of, even when we think about the importance of scents, if you were thinking about like your first time going into your school building, you know, it conjures up memories, right?
0: Anxiety for me personally.
2: (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, grandma's house, maybe then. Okay. I'll take (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah. The scent scent (laughs) of grandma's house. Like, let's give you some better ones. But you know, you we know scent and we can we can draw on, you know, memories and experiences. And so for us, we wanted to create a multi-sensory experience with our fragrance. Something that you felt, something that you saw, something that you, you know, could smell, all of that. And um we wanted to travel at the same time. And so we thought of some incredible locations. We wanted to make sure that these locations spoke to us personally, but at the same time were um, really reflective of the diaspora as well. Mm. Again, going back to the idea of wanting to center black and brown women and make sure that they felt seen. So if you see the campaign, you know, um, the diversity of these beautiful brown and black women. And so, Lamu, um, Kenya is some a place is a place that I've traveled to. And um, actually, were you conceived in Kenya? <laughs> well, my parents
1: were were, we're married, <laughs> met, and married in Kenya. Let's right? all I, say I the place we a...
0: were conceived. Okay, you exactly. go i <laughs> I'm
1: like, girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, your mom. She. You said your mom is a big personality, so you
2: That's know. That's my girl. <laughs> I knew that there was a connection between... Yeah, my
1: parents, um, you know, met and got married in Kenya. And so it's near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Ty has been there. Um, You know, um, our our production manager, Nadia, spent a lot of time in Lamu and has the most amazing um, photo gallery of her time there. And so there's, you know, there's a true personal connection. I lived in Brazil um, in high school. And so, you know, Bahia is, is a reference to that. And, um, Casablanca, Morocco is a place that we've traveled and just love. And, and it's funny because if you've been to these places or you have these memories, it's, it's funny to then spray this scent. And it's almost like I can feel walking in, you know, through the night markets and, mm-hmm. you know, the scent of all the spices and the incense and all of these sorts of things are, are also deeply tied to, to the um, locations that we chose. So each of the locations also has some sort of note that references, um, you know, the city. So, you know, Lamu Kenya, for example, is a very beachy, summery scent and, and Lamu is, you know, obviously on the water and those sorts of things. So it's um, it's very intentional and it's also, to Tai's earlier point, you know, putting um, our muses, which are, you know, brown and black women on center stage and, and their stories and their ancestry in the fragrance market uh, in a way that hasn't been done before, right? And so changing our approach to fragrance and, and luxury fragrance and, you know, what a luxury campaign can look like to Ty's point. I mean, this was, um, you know, shot by an amazingly talented photographer and, you know, just bringing in the mood of, of these, the, these beautiful women in these places was just a treat.
0: Is there a scent that's coming up in the Wanderlust collection? Are you working on any fragrances right now?
2: We are. absolutely <laughs> Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> We're working on um, we're ex- working on a couple of fragrances to extend the Wonderless collection but also to extend um, how you experience fragrance in the brown Girl Jane uh, lineup and our product offerings as well so um, it's in the works so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: I want to talk about the bottles of the fragrances um because they are dreamy. I have a soft spot in my heart for like a smooth round bottle. I love monochrome. How did you guys come up with, for everyone listening, I'll post a picture, but they're like this, like sort of like dusty rose, like light pinkish beige color, and they have a rounded cap and you just kind of want to like rub it. Like it just looks smooth. <laughs> How did you guys come up with that? First of all, that makes
1: me so happy. Yes, to me too. Because <laughs> you see my face. You know, I love I it. Is, you know, as people who spend a lot of hours on all of these details to hear that um, exactly what you wanted to resonate actually did resonate. Is super exciting, and so we're, we're grateful for that. But yeah, I mean, we wanted we wanted it to fit in the palm of your hand. Um, we wanted it to feel comfortable, but also luxurious, and um, and look really wonderful on your vanity because you know totally. wellness for us for so long has felt so sterile mm-hmm. and it looks one way, and so we wanted to bring the same approach to the fragrance. Um, and we also because it has. The scent science and the wellness component. We wanted it to be able to fit in your purse, and so it's a thirty um, ml bottle, and you can take it on the go, right? And so it's it's really about furthering that what we were talking about earlier, which is that this is this is people will love it because it just smells so great. But this is for you, mm-hmm. and you know, to that, and you can carry it around and just spray it when you need it. And and um, we wanted it to be functional in that way in terms of size.
0: Okay. So going into your personal relationships with fragrance, I'm curious, what were you guys wearing, um, as teenagers, as kids in your twenties or like different scent memories like that?
2: Ooh, scent memories. Wow. That's such a good question. Um, I used to be a huge fan of Issey Miyake. Oh, um, um, very like I remember, uh, while I was interning, I, I fell in love with that kind of like cone style, you know, um, fragrance bottle. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I was fortunate because I was exposed to, you know, luxury fragrance while I was still relatively young because of some of the work I was doing in media. Um, and then, so that was one. And then my grandmother and my mom loved poison. I used to love that poison fragrance. And, um, you know, I, I think when I think about Fragrance, it's exactly what you said is so scent memories. I remember like hugging my grandmother and, you know, nestling into her and um, her particular smell of her fragrance and also of her, what was then called oil of Olay. Now it's just ole, but it was called oil of Olay at the time. And mm-hmm. so those are some of my early scent memories, especially around fragrance.
1: I, I love that because, you know, while I was a teenager spraying poison, I was in Victoria's Secret. With like, <laughs> what is it like, like pear frasé <laughs> Oh, it's pear flassay! I know it. I know <laughs> it. it. Listen, I you could you could tell me nothing with with that pear. Um, I love it. I even wore it throughout high school and, and early college, and then probably moved on to something equally mass, like you know cashmere mist or something. <laughs> um, and and for me, it was really about. Um, you know, fragrances that felt fun and light and, Mm. you know, super feminine. And even, you know, as I got older um, and, you know, started wearing like love, don't be shy or, you know, those sorts of things. Um, Actually, I guess I used to be a really sweet girl. Now that I say this out out loud, but um, it's nice actually, because I have a, I have a teenage daughter. And so the body sprays have been brought back into my life and what she does is she will take one of the fragrances and layer it over her body spray. And I'm like, okay, now I can take it. Like, Mm -hmm. but she still smells like, you know, um, you know, she has her own scent with it. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's fun to see it integrated in different ways, but I did not start as elevated in the scent world as, um, as my wonderful co-founder did. (laughs) Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret, like getting all of the bundles and
2: smelling like, you know, a candy store. <laughs> well, can I But can I tell you, can I tell you? So I, I grew up in New Jersey and I totally was a ball kid. So I totally loved bath and body Works, uh, <laughs> and was there all the time. But I also must tell you that those were not my most distinct fragrance memories is what I will say, because, yes. yeah, so my memories were those mm-hmm. that I experienced with my mom and my grandmom and in, in the beauty closet of Harper's Bazaar. Um, so those yeah. were the memories. But I yes. definitely was a, a, a BBW girl too, okay?
0: <laughs> I, I was too. I mean, listen, I still am in some, in some ways. But you know what yeah, I love absolutely. about this is like what you're saying – like the big takeaway that I'm getting of brown girl Jane fragrances is how personal and customizable they are. And so we started this episode with Ty talking about how she puts Casablanca on top of portrait of a lady. And now we're at a point where you say that your daughter, Malika puts brown girl Jane fragrances on top of like mall body sprays. And I feel like it just speaks to the range of like, you know, you can dress it up or down, like it, it can go right. with everything and, and complement whatever your vibe or your mood or your, your personality is. So I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Thank you. We have one final segment of the show and it is rapid fire scent association. You knew it was going to be rapid uh fire. (laughs) It is a game I call, what's that smell? Mm, What's that smell? I'll throw out, you know, a person, a place, an emotion, a time, and you just tell me, um, whatever smell comes to mind. Mm. There's no right or wrong answer. So everything you say this is, is good. correct. Okay. Are you guys ready to play What's That Smell? Ooh. What's That Smell? Okay. And also this is rapid fire, but almost every time people go on tangents, which are always welcome. So, you know, you take it, it's <laughs> as rapid or slow as you would like it to be. Okay. <laughs> what is the smell of your uh, childhood home?
1: Something very gourmand, you know, vanillas and very warm. I used to love to bake. I have two younger sisters, one of which is my co-founder and then a younger sister, Kateri, And we would always, you know, bake probably fairly poorly, but (laughs) we would bake a lot. And so just gourmand and warm and sweet would be how I remember home. Mm.
2: For me, I would say definitely food. Um, I am smelling like a mix of... (laughs) Of chicken and (laughs) (laughs) and collard greens (laughs) and um yeah so it's it smells like warm food um Mm. warm comfort food that's what it smells like both very comforting okay I love that Mm -hmm.
0: what is the smell of your first love
2: He used to wear John Paul Gaultier is what he wore. Okay. Nice little vanilla. Yeah. He wore the, the masculine John Paul Gaultier is Mm -hmm. what, and by first love, I mean my first boyfriend, because my first love is probably, I don't know, like not my, well, that's complicated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Your first like, well, yeah, like, well, yes. And you know, when you're in high school and you're, you're 15, you think it totally is all of those things. Yeah. Wonderful human. Um, anyways, yes.
1: <laughs> beautiful dresses, beautiful, dresses. great gown. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, I, the funny thing is, <laughs> the, the funny thing is that you answered based on what he smelled like. And I totally was just thinking about what I smelled like when I was with him. And, um, mm. and that, with, you know, <laughs> Misty or, and he mm. bought me Misty or, and I used to just wear it all the time and that was you know our my date night um fragrance for a very long time so but I do not remember what he smells. irrelevant
0: (laughs) irrelevant okay okay. irrelevant um beautiful
1: gowns
2: (laughs) beautiful gowns the gowns are beautiful the gowns are beautiful they're stunning. stunning they're stunning gorgeous
0: what is the smell of your current I don't know if you guys are both um in relationships what is the smell of your current love if so
2: yes so I actually, my current love's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, happy and birthday! I actually am intending to purchase a fragrance for him. When does this come out? Don't worry, we <laughs> yeah, got like some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, you know, it's funny. He's not really big into fragrance, mm. um, which I, I love fragrance. Um, he, he, he smells like the the wonderful lotion that he wears. <laughs>
1: that's a good question because so so I'm divorced and dating but but you know my current loves are my kids yeah and, and so you know it, it's it's a fresh smell it's, it's almost you know like the laundry mm, yeah. and you know the open windows and the spring days and um so that's that's my current love and um you know depending on how these dates are going yeah <laughs> You'll keep us posted. I will, I will update. <laughs> there's,
2: there's, we will have an addendum. It's like yeah. an update. Yeah.
1: Listen, this comes
0: out in a few weeks, so if we get any updates, I'll add it into the into the post, and uh, you can let us know. Right. <laughs> okay. What is the smell of New York City?
2: Mm. Mm. Hot heat. New York smells yes. like. Like, like, like,
1: like the side, like the cement, like the you know, c- c- sweaty
2: cement side sidewalk, sweaty cement mm-hmm. sidewalk is the smell. Yeah.
1: And pizza. Mm.
0: So is it safe to say that will yeah. never inspire um, a, a fragrance in the Wanderlust collection. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, I bet I bet Ty could think of something that has a nice little smoky feel to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, certain and, and I will say there are certain foods that are just so closely associated, at least in my mind, with, with New York and you know, like the pizza, pizza. or the, the pretzel, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the like the smell of the the pretzel um, from the carts or I swear I can I can tell New York coffee, you know, the dollar coffee and the blue and white cups oh, from the yeah. scent versus yeah. any other coffee. Right. So there are distinctly New York smells which are so cool.
0: I love that. Okay. Malaika, what is the smell of Washington DC?
1: Um, I love DC, but I would say something very conservative. Um, it would be like, mm. like a Chanel chance or something, you know, like, like something that is is very nice, but not offensive to anyone. Um, <laughs> <so> very
2: appropriate.
1: <laughs> very appropriate, you know, day to night mm-hmm. sort of scent, something light. Polished. Um, yes, that would be. That would be uh, DC for sure.
2: I love that. Okay. No
1: ouds. No ouds, okay. No.
2: Yeah. No, nothing spicy. So I'm. I'm not invited. I'm not invited. That's no. What you saying. should. You should come. <laughs> so
1: you can. So you can. You know.
2: Judge it up.
1: But
0: okay. We... <laughs> okay, Ty. What is the smell of New Jersey?
1: Oh wow! Well, I didn't that's even that's give her LA. I,
2: thought, I thought you were. I thought you were going to do coming. LA. I'm it's like, coming. It's like, <laughs> coming. I'm, like I'm like New Jersey. <laughs> the turnpike. I got to keep you no. on your toes. <laughs> I'm like the turnpike what does that smell like um well you know interestingly enough you know New Jersey is like such a beautiful state and we get such a difficult wrap around you know the turnpike we're actually the garden state Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna say that New Jersey smells like um fresh cut grass or a wonderful um arugula mint Ooh. and watermelon salad oh I love that okay
0: I know what I want to eat after this episode okay well, <laughs> what is the smell of la
2: la is all sunshine and um it's la mou. open it's, it, I was gonna say exactly it's 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 la mou it's all sunshine and beachy air so mm. I would definitely say la mou is la in some ways and since the first letters la la, la, <laughs> LA. yeah yeah so la is definitely sunshine and palm trees and, um, you know, the, the soft Pacific (laughs) scent of, of the ocean, um, which is really, really beautiful. Open, very airy, very open.
0: Okay. The final question of the podcast, what is the smell of Brown Girl Jane?
2: Ooh, the smell of Brown Girl Jane is for me, the beautiful, full layered essence of our tribe. Um, it's, it's the layered effect of our strength, our vulnerability, our power, our joy, our light, our energy, um, our vibrancy.
1: Wow. wow. Well, I think that, that, that certainly captured it. I mean, I, I think that, um, it certainly, it, it feels warm and it feels inviting mm. and, and it also feels you know, slightly different on everyone. Um, but something mm. that everyone can be a part of. Um, so yes, I, 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 that is, that is Brown Girl Jane.
0: Beautiful. Well, Malaika, Ty, thank you so much for your time and your energy. This interview has been so fun to do for everybody listening, who is now going to shop some Brown Girl Jane products. Where can they do this and where can they follow you?
2: Absolutely. So you can go to browngirljane.com. We are also sold at Nordstrom and at Bloomingdale's. Um, and you can follow us online uh, via IG, Instagram um, at its, I-T-S, Brown Girl jane. Before we go, in addition to just shouting out, you know, um, our co-founder, Nia, our entire team at Brown Girl Jane, we're small and mighty. We want to acknowledge you and, you know, I know that Malaika uh, and I both mentioned Fermanish and Nadia Spencer, but, you know, us moving into this space has been really exciting and we're grateful because uh, you fragrance Nistas as you are, have really <laughs> embraced us and um, it's a, it's been really exciting. So we want to just acknowledge our entire tribe for going on this wellness journey with us, you know. Um, and and really exploring like what wellness means to you as an individual. Um, and we're excited about all we're doing in the fragrance lane.
0: As a consumer, I'm very excited to follow along. Thank you.
1: I was going to say one more thing about Nadia. So, um, you know, Nadia is our, our head of production and also, um, you know, facilitated our partnership with Fermanish and to have, you know, another black woman who yeah. really created this lane, you um, you know, alongside us with, as, with the brand and really opened us um, in terms of introducing us um, to Feminish, but, you know, also the category has been really transformative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it speaks to, you know, the sisterhood of the brand, but also, you yeah. know, how we all move in real life. And so, so um, you know, there are all of these just amazing touch points and people who have, have um, gotten the brand to where it is now. So thankful
2: for every piece of it. Amazing. I should also add that Nadia Spencer is our Spellman sister, also. So, oh, uh, of course, of course. Yeah, so yes. it's, it's it really is. I mean, when we take this we take this tribe thing super seriously, um, and yeah. you know, that's not to exclude any woman. It's for every woman, and it's you know, a woman who's seeking to be on this wellness journey in community and in partnership to identify like what works for you and supports you. So, consider Brown your girl, Jane, your support system on your wellness journey.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you, guys, so much. Thank you. Perfumer was edited by Wyatt Peek. Music is by Max Vernon, and illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez.